Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. We're so glad to have you with us here this evening on Ask Herbal Health Expert Susan Weed, a two-hour radio show each Tuesday night. Herbal medicine is people's medicine, simple, safe, effective. Please bring your curiosity and health questions. Susan will enlighten, surprise, and delight you. I know most of you know Susan Weed already. She's my mom, so I know her. But for those of you who have not yet met Susan, I'd like to share, she is the author of the Wise Woman Herbal Series, wonderful books on women's health and herbal medicine, including Wise Woman Herbal for the Childbearing Year, Breast Cancer Breast Health! Exclamation Point, The Wise Woman Way, Healing Wise, The Wise Woman Herbal, New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, down there, sexual and reproductive health, the wise woman way. And abundantly well, seven medicines, the wise woman way. The newest book in the wise woman herbal series. So exciting. In addition to being the editor at Ashtree Publishing and writing her books, Susan is the director of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. The Wise Woman Center is open to the public on appointment-only basis. She offers weekend workshops, intensives, and apprenticeships throughout the season. Susan is also available to you online via wisewomanmentor.com. There you can go and view her weekly e-zine. You can subscribe to receive a notification via email each week, or you could join her mentorship program. Susan also offers distance learning correspondence courses and online courses at thewisewomanschool.com. Join us there for colorful, instructive, easy video courses, including Easy Herbal Medicine with Susan Weed, Happy Knees, a cancer diagnosis, adaptogens for long life, and abundantly well companion course, wisewomanschool.com. You can also just go to her website, susanweed.com, where you will find thousands of pages online with recipes, articles, art features, and so much more. Well, for now, let's see what Susan has to share with us this evening. Thank you, and welcome, Susan. Thank you, Justine. This is Sarah Ellen, everyone. I am just looking for Susan here in the queue. Give her just another moment um, to get her call to connect with us here tonight. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, Looking forward to a lovely show this evening, and we will be joined later on 
by our, our guest, Jackie Wild Otter. And looking forward to uh, hearing what Jackie has to say about um, what she's been going through, her healing journey, and her relationship with the wise woman tradition that she's been engaged with for almost 30 years. So um, doing a dance with the chronic fungal infection, and she's going to tell us more about that and um, working with the nourishment that the wise woman tradition brings to help her stay resilient and um, thriving. So um, I am going to take a look deeper behind the scenes here and see if I can find Susan and um, treat you to a song while I do that. So hang on, everyone. Enjoy the song, and I'll be right back with you. Your sisters on a journey, singing now as one, remembering the ancient ways, the women and the wisdom, the women and the wisdom. We are sisters on a journey, singing in the sun, singing through the darkest night, the healing has begun, begun. The healing has begun. We are sisters on a journey, singing now as one, remembering the ancient ways, the women and the wisdom, the women and the wisdom. We are sisters on a journey, singing in the sun, singing through to better varieties. You know, it's funny. I tried 
peppers in every which way, and I just I have a really hard time with peppers. Um, but I hear you on the other varieties. Um, although as stubborn as I am, we've got heirlooms going at everything else, and it's really <laughs> cranking. Um, <laughs> the tomatoes especially, like our whole garden. She's decided she is the fourth sister this year. She's growing in with the corn and the beans and the squash. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> she put herself there. Like, I don't know what we're getting, cherry tomatoes or big tomatoes, but there are so many volunteer tomato plants. I think it's just that's what wants to be here is tomatoes. <laughs> All right. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have so to, how about you? I have enough frost-free days for those uh, self-seeded tomatoes, which always get a late start to actually fruit. Yes, it's been, uh, we've been watching because we planted some on our own. I put some in that um, I bought as starts, and then there's the ones that seed themselves. And I have been just amazed to see the ketchup. The ones that have seeded themselves are now fully caught up with the starts that I bought and the seeds that I put in after the first frost. It's it's fascinating. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, the first ones that got ripe were the cherry tomatoes that self-seeded themselves among the onion patch. And <laughs> my husband say, yeah, he brought in three of them yesterday, and they were so sweet and delicious. And this year, we got our first broccoli. That's another heirloom I've had trouble with. But the broccoli came through this year, and it's delicious. So hopefully, I am saving the seeds so that hopefully they'll have an easier time each year. But the tomatoes are saving themselves. <laughs> right. The tomatoes just do it. Uh, so long as your soil is fertile enough. Yeah. are. Yeah. So, Happy to come along on their own. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here, especially, yes, I can attest. How about there, other than wet and stormy today? How's how's things? Oh, we are sad today. Atalia left after being here for seven weeks and having a wonderful green goddess week. And... Michael made a wonderful statement. He said, you know, even if you had your apprenticeship was seven years, because that's the traditional apprenticeship, said even if it was seven years, this day would have had to come the day when you graduate. Mm. <laughs> that's a bittersweet. <laughs> it is. You know, she, had, she just um, really was a superb apprentice in every way. The Tai Chi teacher gave her the Most Improved Camper Award for the year. Hey, how, oh, how fabulous. Oh. And I said to her, have you warned your husband that a different woman is coming home? <laughs> Ooh, I got the bumps on that one. Yummy, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how uh, I initiated Green Witches this weekend. That's always a high point of my uh, year, having the uh, initiations and seeing more women committing to themselves and to their mm-hmm. 
lives. Mm. One of the women who was here said that she'd always felt like an ugly ducking, duckling. We were very, really shocked because we all thought she was stunning. Mm. And that this was the only place that she'd ever been where she didn't feel like anyone was judging her. Mm. I'm glad yeah. she found a place she I, could know for what that felt like for herself. And Yes, wow. isn't that so precious, mm. so important? Yes. So yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful. Wow. Such a such a privilege to um, be here for women discovering themselves and having those moments of, aha, yes, this is how you take care of yourself. And once again, you know, the magic of um, feeding them an anti-inflammatory diet and restricting what they drink to nourishing herbal infusions. And they come on Monday, and then Saturday night they give their goddess presentations, and I put out a basket of cookies and chocolate. And um, they taste a little bit of it, and that's all they want. And I even you know, pointed out to them at the end of the evening, I say, so how much of this chocolate and goodies did you eat? And they all say, it's so strange, hardly any. It tasted good, but I didn't feel like I had to eat more and more of it. Mm. And I said, mm. yeah, that, that's what happens when you drink the nourishing herbal infusions. You get so replete with minerals. It's not like we're ever going to stop liking sweets. I mean, goodness gracious, sweet is very important, and chocolate especially. But we don't go overboard. And I said, and it's not like you've ruined anything or lost anything because you had a sweet. Mm. Because I see a lot of the places out there that claim to be helping people, you know, eat better, um, will have, you know, like uh, comments from people, oh, your diet worked great until I fell off the wagon and ate the wrong thing, and then I was right back to how horrible I felt. And so I'd mm. like to remind people, this this doesn't do that. Right. Yeah, it's so true. It's just, it's a spiraling effect. It, once I committed to the infusions, and my husband would say the same thing, they, they just are, they satisfy in a way that I didn't even... Like, I, I don't know what I don't know. And so I had never been so just, like, satisfied on, I guess, a cellular level because it just wasn't, like, I wasn't thinking about it. Like, um, you, you know, like, any time I've tried a diet or a regimen, like, program in the past, it's, like, constantly on my mind. You know, it's like when somebody says, okay, you're not allowed to think about such and such. Then all you can think about is that. Um, so it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't think about counting calories or it's just bad for me or good for me because it just seems like my body is, craves what is really nourishing once I'm drinking the infusions. It just spirals from there. It's really good. Yeah. 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 So a whole new group of women got to experience this. 
to and got to see how quickly it makes changes in us. Mm. And that's that's always a real thrill for me because when I was first saying, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna heal people by nourishing, uh, people said to me, well, that's a great idea, but it takes years. Mm. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> that's not my experience. My experience is one week. Right. I wonder, you know. It- if, if I could ask them, like, what were you trying to nourish them with? Supplements? Because that might take longer than years. It might never happen or take a lifetime or crash and burn after what looked like a little bit of a liftoff. So I just think infusions and the the eating, like, that comes after the infusions so easily, the, the eating, just the wanting to Mm, like really, it's not even wanting to. It's like my body, the desires of my body are easier for me to follow and feel good about, I guess. That's what it's said. Yes, yeah, you know, I, for many years people would say to me, well, how do you listen to your body? How do you hear from your body? And I was at a loss as to what to say to them. And then, then I realized from things I was hearing from other people and, and so on that, oh, it just happens when you're drinking the infusions. It's not like you have to sit down and meditate and set aside a special time to hear from your body. Right, exactly. uh, To the opposite, it's like, gosh, how could I not have, you know, heard this or noticed this before? It's like, gosh, I must have had the volume cranked way down on that with, something else I don't know so it's really interesting what comes to the surface and or you know wakes up from deep in my bones when I drink the infusions it it just works through and through love it through and through we are going to have a fabulous guest tonight a past apprentice I believe Jackie Autour is now going by Jackie Wild Autour, and she's going to share with us what she does, and most especially, she's going to share with us how she dealt with having histoplasmosis, which is a super severe lung infection. And that's at 9 o'clock, so hang in there with us until 9 o'clock, or Come on back at 9 o'clock so you can hear what Jackie Wilde, a tour, is going to share. It's going to be fascinating. Mm. Anything else going on at your farm you want to talk about? Oh, I think that covers it with the sum up of the, the garden and the lazy goats. <laughs> <laughs> I was compla- I was complaining about how boring the goats were today. They didn't want to do anything. They just wanted to hang out. Yeah. Right. They don't even want to forage for their own apples. They they want me to pick them up and give them to them. It's like seriously, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's a goat rule. You don't eat anything off the ground. I know, but there's like nine of them, and I only have two hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 they have to take turns. Hooray for doggies. They keep every day more fun. <laughs> So, do we have anybody with their hand raised with questions tonight? Uh, we sure do. We have two callers that have pressed one to say they've got a question, and I'll let everybody else know <clears throat> if you've got a question and would like to speak live with Susan this evening, please press one, and then we will see your hand go up, and we'll open the line when it is your turn. All right. We have four callers that have pressed one. And we'll go to the first dialed-in caller from the 215 area code. From the 215, you are live with Susan. Hi, Susan. Um, This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Uh, All right. I need a a little patience. patience. Um, I've Um, been been listening intently for for and calling in. Somewhat regularly uh, oh, for different. Mary, interrupt for just a moment. <laughs> I, it, there, Alan. If you could just turn off your um, computer because it's giving us a bad echo, <laughs> uh, you'll still be able to hear the show on your phone. And then you can either continue listening on your phone or you can log back into your computer. But yeah, that's great. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you knew what that was, Sarah Ellen. <laughs> So over the years, things have gone so well, um, but it's taken me this long to be able to open a different box. And I called two weeks ago and talked to you a little bit about toes, and you uh, mentioned to me to try to use uh, Hypericum and Comfrey, and I did that. And to my amazement, um, I have been starting to peel back pain that I've been suffering several years with. And uh, from a a medical um, uh, trauma. And it started to give me some hope. It's difficult for me to talk about and difficult for me to <laughs> receive information about. It's, it's very strange. Um, but I opened that box with you a couple weeks ago, and things are shifting to the positive. And I've spent many years energy medicine and Uh, journaling and acupuncture, and um, I I have actually gotten rid of uh, a significant amount of variety of pain. And so this is is like the last leg of it, and I just am trying to gently try to muster my courage and enter into this new place and try to move forward. All right. One of 
the things that I find especially important to remember is that healing is not just an upward slope. It's a spiral. And there are times when we're going to say to ourselves, oh, no, wait, no, I lost it all. Oh, God, I'm backsliding. Oh, 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 wait. But, no, that's part, that's part of the spiral. It's important when that happens to go down with it. Think about the person winding up to throw a baseball. They have to twirl their arm in a complete circle because it's the down part of the throw that gives the ball its energy. It's as though if we really allow ourselves in those times when we might ordinarily say, oh, God, I have to fight against this, I'm losing it, to swing down in there, then the swing back up into greater health is magnified. Mm-hmm. And especially when it has to do with things that are very moving to us. And I hear that this is that to you, that it really moves you. This is a very strong movement in you around whatever this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to figure out. It's like I need to share slowly, um, and I know we're on abbreviated phone calls, but um, I recently saw, you know, the Western medicine doctor, and I had a circulation test done, and things came back very normal. Um. And this doctor said, you know, I, I don't think you have any kind of small fiber neuropathy. And even if you did, there's nothing you could do about it. Um, you know, and this, this last piece of, you know, struggling with coldness in the toes, and I'm not even sure how to describe the other sensations. You would think by now I could. Um, it's it it kind of they kind of put me in a place where well we don't know what's wrong it just is what it is and and that's where I thought you know I I'm just gonna get more courageous and be able to talk about this here because I've gotten results in the things I've called about in the past and I've stayed on track with herbalism and energy medicine and so I'm just trying to peel back the onion now good for you and things haven't been so cold so often since I started that night with rubbing the oil all right 
so your toes are not as cold. Right. And so that gave me even more hope. And I'm not going to let the hope go away. I'm just not. And, um, you know, all this other pain that I had, has it's taken a long time, but things have fallen off. Um, and so I just wanted to start to try to figure out what else can I do in addition. Can you describe the pain at all? You said that it was difficult to, but mm, words like throbbing, stabbing, uh, searing, any kind of descriptive words that you could use about the pain. It's it's really strange. Uh, I'm not. I don't even have full awareness. However, um, the feelings seem to correspond with my environment. Um, it's really to me, an anomaly. Um, if I get nervous about something, my toes will get cold. If I walk into a cold room, my toes will get cold. If I go for a walk in 85 degrees, I can probably only walk an hour before they feel sore and tender. But if it's 70 degrees, I can walk two hours before they feel sore and tender. If I try to stand for 45 minutes and so, they start to feel, you know, in my opinion, a little more sore than someone that didn't have this issue. Um, um, let's see. So primarily the pain is a soreness and a tenderness. So, so is it as though there was a heavy weight on your feet? Like, I once had a sensation that I said, it feels like elephants walked all over my feet all night long. No, when it's those circumstances, it kind of feels more like I ran a marathon or worked for an eight-hour shift standing on my feet, even though I didn't. But the mate, the major, well, a lot of the pain I had is just coldness in the toes. And so that is more in the forefront with than the other stuff as well. Okay. Um, so what can we do to decrease the sensation of coldness in your toes? You've been using hypericum oil, and that has been useful. And comfrey, yes. Yeah. And comfrey. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. There are almost an infinite number of herbs that can be put into oil bases and used as ointments. Herbs are also sometimes put in rubbing alcohol and used as liniments. And liniments are usually used to warm things up. Mm-hmm. So you might walk around where you are and see if there are any herbs around you that would like to become a liniment and to help 
warm up your toes. Mm-hmm. If, if there's yarrow, yarrow would be a nice choice. I if, have yarrow. If, if there's plantain, plantain is always a I, lovely choice. Yep, from white feather, yeah. Yes. Um, but and when you say you have plantain from white feather, that's... Um, Plantain oil? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm you could certainly use that. What I'm suggesting is that you walk around where you live. Okay. And you find some fresh plants mm-hmm. and you buy some rubbing alcohol at the okay. store. And you mm-hmm. put those plants in the rubbing alcohol and they'll be ready to use pretty quickly. Plants tend to go into rubbing alcohol. Um, faster, and you're not going to drink it. You're going to rub it on your skin. That's where you're getting rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. You can try using them like within a day of putting the herbs in, and just kind of, you know, experiment and see how long how long do you think it really takes for the effect of the herb to get into the rubbing alcohol. You can't hurt okay. yourself. By mm-hmm. using it, rubbing alcohol itself, of course, is also used um, sometimes to cool, sometimes to warm. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a teacher of reflexology, and she did some very odd things in the service of warming people's toes and feet, because having chronically cold toes and feet is a common complaint among women. And one of the stranger things that she did was she prepared two foot baths, one of very hot water and one of water with ice cubes in it. Okay. And she had the person switch their feet back and forth. Okay. And they were to keep in each temperature to tolerance. If it was like, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, fine. If you could go, oh, 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 however short or however long you could do it. And she said the alternation was like little push-ups for your blood vessels. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've seen people suggest this on a whole body scale. She was a reflexologist, so she was really just interested in the feet. And I think people do this with their feet. But I was fascinated to see that there are people who, who suggest this for your whole body. Burr doesn't sound like fun to me, but uh, who knows? Um, for the same reason that it promotes really strong circulation. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that if your toes are cold, that your circulation isn't returning strongly enough from your feet. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has probably mentioned to you that that's often um, thought about whenever somebody says, oh, my feet are cold. The other strange thing is sometimes I feel like I have like a film, like like if I go to rub my toes together, like... Like if you got glue between your fingers and then you started rubbing your fingers together, it that you know that 
But when I when I started using the Hypericum and Comfrey over the last two weeks, it has literally cut things in half. And I don't get the impression like, oh, hey, this this works well for a period of time during the day, and I have to do this every day to feel that, like it feels like it's making things better. You're right. And it's it's one of the best things about plants. Okay. That when we receive from them, it's not a fake. It's not like they're going to give us a little and then snatch it back. It's there and stays there, and it's a true blessing for all of us. That's what it's feeling like. Yeah. It feels, it's feeling like it's staying with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a couple new things to work on. Good. Keep calling. Green blessings. So much. Green blessings. All right. And looks like we have five callers that have pressed one to let us know they've got a question. Next caller is dialed in from the 908 area code. From the 908, you are live with Lisa. Hello. Are you there in the 908? Or we'll check our next caller and come back to you next in the 908. All right. In the 512, you are live with Susan. From the 512, you are live. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh. Hello, Can caller. Can you hear me? Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I had my... Um... I was using, like, a different audio through the phone to listen to you guys. So, yeah, it took me a minute to realize. We're not guys. Neither Sarah, Ellen, nor I is a guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) To y'all, to you ladies. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're very, very welcome. Um, You know, I've been telling women for over 30 years that if they allow themselves to be called guys and they call each other guys, that they'll lose all their reproductive rights. Yeah, I've heard you say that. Yeah, I don't definitely. You, don't you think? Don't you think that now that my prognostication has come true, that we could stop? Yes. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> make it a point. Let's make it a point. Anyhow, I'm your not problem, even actually. Your problem yeah. Um. Well, okay. So I was calling because I have heard you speak about. Um, uh, experiencing like um, per- periodontist disease, I guess, and like um, uh, your experience uh, with um, healing your gums, I guess you would say, and maybe like uh, closing the pockets. But I can't recall um, everything that you said that you did, and I was kind of hoping that you would maybe um, 
talk about what you did to heal your gums when you experienced that. Yeah, I did a variety of things. Um, I think that depending on where you're at, that it's worthwhile to engage with a skilled periodontist who can get under the gum line and scrape the accumulated tartar away. This will be uncomfortable to painful and costly to expensive. But it would be kind of silly to do other things without having the assistance of someone skilled to do that. Because the other things that you can do will prevent any progression of the periodontal disease and will certainly maximize everything you get from that scaling, is what it's called. And the two herbs that I really like are yarrow and horsetail. Horsetail, as it or added in small amounts when making any of the infusions is thought to strengthen the the mineralization of the teeth and the gums. And, of course, just to say, this is based on someone drinking a quart of infusion, nourishing herbal infusion a day. And yarrow tincture is a very powerful bacterial. When an occasional pocket would open up after the scaling, I had a, it's called a bent needle. It looks like a syringe, but the needle part of it, instead of just going straight, bends at a right angle. And it's very, very thin. And you can fill the syringe with yarrow tincture and then put that bent needle into the pocket and squirt yarrow tincture in there which would usually cause it to close up. Okay, so are you saying the bent needle, are you talking about the type of syringe that you use when you have your wisdom teeth cold that's like that, or are you talking about like an actual, like, I don't um, know. I've never seen the kind of syringe you're talking about, so I don't know what okay. to say. <laughs> um, it's, a it's just like a syringe. It's a very has thin like a, needle, and the needle bends at a 90-degree angle so that you can easily use it to get into (laughs) your gums, which generally are parallel to the ground. So having a needle that goes straight, which is also parallel to the ground, doesn't allow you to put any solution into the gum line. Whereas a needle that's bent in 90 degrees allows you to get the yarrow tincture down between the gum and the tooth if there's an opening there. Okay, so, and when you say after the scaling, because I actually, I had the left side scaled today. They did like the periodontal scaling this morning on the left side, and then I'm going in to get the right side done. And it's not like very progressed or anything, but it's, uh, I just remembered that you had had some experience yourself with it. and that, Right, so um, once you're scaling yeah. done, then if you want to just, Add some horsetail to your infusions when you make them or make yourself 
a tea of horsetail now and then and drink mm-hmm. it. But I've known people who, after the scaling, continued to have a lot of periodontal problem, and the horsetail was able to stop the continued problem for them. Okay. Um Okay, and so and the so it's an it's called a bent needle. Like that's actually what it's called, or you don't remember? What I don't it's called? know. Okay. I have no idea. Okay, okay. And when you say you used the yarrow tincture, was it diluted at all, or did you just use not the at all? Tincture? Right up. Okay. Okay. Well, I definitely have that. I have the yarrow only for when the... it, it develops. Now I do brush my teeth with yarrow tincture. Mhm. That's because yeah, I don't I want it. I don't want any essential oil in my mouth. Right. Yeah. From the minty, like yeah, the toothpaste and stuff. All right. toothpaste. I've never seen a toothpaste without essential oil. That's not true. My dentist actually special ordered a toothpaste for me from Germany that doesn't contain essential oil. <laughs> Was it practically or? impossible to find? I said, "Well, thank you very much, but I still prefer Euro." Yeah. <laughs> well, I've definitely done the yarrow before myself just because I've heard you talk about that, you know, just putting uh-huh. it on the toothbrush and and I've used a lot of yarrow um, you know, as kind of a bit of a mouthwash and um to put on my gums pretty regularly. So I do try and to keep it in the back. Things. Do what? You're doing all the good things. Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay, well, um, all right, well that's that's easy enough. I, I have a water pick but it's not very thin, you know, it's like kind of um it just sort of squirts the water with a little <laughs> bit of pressure. Um I thought of uh well I have tried putting a little tincture in the water and doing it that way, but I don't have a device that would actually help me to be as precise with it as you're talking about, but I would love to Right, and again, that, that's so. only if there's actual, actually a pocket that develops. Do you need to do that? Okay. Not, yeah. Not I mean, a they said they were a it's not a maintenance thing. It's an emergency thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a little bit of emergency, like in the back, I guess, where it's kind of hard that's, for me oh, to Oh, yeah. That's, yes, that's, mm-hmm. that's usually where it is. Okay. Well, well, thank you very much uh, for your help, and um, I hope you'll have a wonderful evening, and I'll continue listening. (laughs) Thank you. Green blessings. Good night. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Green blessings. Good night to you. All right, and we've got three callers that have pressed one to let us know they've got a question. Uh, We'll hop back to the 908 and see if you are ready to uh, be live with Susan in the 908. You are live with Susan from the 908. Yes. Uh, Hi, Susan. All right. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sarah Ellen and and Susan Carroll from New Jersey. Great to hear your voices. And you too. Thank you. So um, I'm experiencing, um, I'm, I'm 77 in August. And I'm experiencing... Oh, really? Um, so is yes. Bill Clinton. Oh, okay. 77 this August. Okay. Um, 
I'm experiencing um, some arthritis. So one is in the the thumb joint where it comes and joins um, your hand, and that ten years ago um, when the airbag blew up on my, my you know my hands were on the steering wheel and it blew up on my hand and it got my thumb, and so I didn't have surgery, but he put it back in order and then I had a cast and then physical therapy and it was fine up until just a little, you know, like a month, about two months ago. And then now my knee buckled and went out. So both areas had an x-ray and the thumb has arthritis and the knee showed arthritis behind the, the kneecap. Um, so, um, I didn't know if in your um, white women's school or other places you've done a, a section on arthritis. I have a course at wisewomenschool.com called Happy Knees. Oh. And it goes through all of the options that you have for your son the easiest thing to do is to sting it with nettle. Oh, just the plant, obviously. Yes, the The, the, the real live-growing plant. The live-growing nettle plant. Take your thumb out and put oh. it in some nettle until it is well stung. Oh, it's, like, okay. it's like bee sting therapy, which is a classic against arthritis. Oh. Oh. But, it's, but you don't have to have a bee. The same substance, oh. bee sting, is in the nettle sting. Oh. And it does the same thing. It helps your body to um, stop being inflamed in that area. You'd think it would have just the opposite effect. It would really inflame it. Somehow it does right. not. Okay, and thank you. Yeah. Do, 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 yeah, do you advise an anti-inflammatory diet? You were saying the, 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 the green, green well, diet. I diet. always advise an anti-inflammatory diet. So, an anti, so, for me, an anti-inflammatory diet right. is a diet that consists mostly of well- cooked fruits, vegetables, grains, good quality dairy products, fish, and beans, as well as nourishing herbal infusions, wild salad, mushrooms, and fermented foods, olive oil, butter, and organic bacon fat being pretty much the only fats used. or consumed, the other fats, of course, are quite inflammatory. And one of the key points of my anti-inflammatory diet is that peppers are inflaming. Yes, so, yes, I know you. So no peppers, no curries, no, uh, you know, <clears throat> Thai food, nothing like that in the anti-inflammatory right. diet. And as I was saying earlier, that there are obvious effects from that within five or six days. 
And Natalia, the woman who was here apprenticing for two months, literally was a changed woman. Oh, my goodness. In in those couple of months. from mm. And she said it herself. She said when she first got here and she would get a mosquito bite, it would swell up. You know, it looked like a little cherry. It would itch, you know, keep her up at night, itch for days. And, you know, after four to five weeks on the anti-inflammatory diet, she could feel the mosquito biting her. It would itch a little bit, but not so much. She had to scratch it, and it would disappear within the hour. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, it's, 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 any, so far as I can tell, all diseases are a byproduct of inflammation. Yeah. So it leads us to be uninflamed, and it's why linden infusion is one of the nourishing herbal infusions. It's not so rich in protein. It does have some minerals, but its primary purpose in the rotation is to be our anti-inflammatory ally. Yes. What it, it, okay, so five, you rotate five, but then would I do an extra linden, would you think? No. Just stick with the five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have I have all your books, of course. You describe the anti-inflammatory diet in more detail in one of the books. Not really. No. I talk about. Okay. I talk about. It's so simple. It's basically oh, yeah. a Mediterranean diet, but right. no peppers of any kind and nourishing herbal infusions. Okay. All right. So, um, and it's there, just what I described. It's a diet that's rich in cooked fruits and vegetables, grains, whole grains, fish, olive oil, some meat if you want some meat. Doesn't have to be meatless. Right. But a lot. But but for most people, a lot less meat. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Another quick thing. Um, I'm just rejoicing because I can feel fall coming, and it's so exciting, isn't it? Oh, boy. The, the, the light is starting to slant. Yes. Yes. And it's just in the in the atmosphere, in the energy, in the in the earth rhythm, and it's so good. Um, and one other thing is, there might be two things. One is, um, what are you cooking these days? I'm always interested in um, any special thing that you're making. You know, usually like when you did the peaches, or and you know, are you, anything special? No. Just uh, all the wonderful things. We had ratatouille for dinner last night. Our CSA grew what they call fairy eggplants. They were these little eggplants. They were fully mature, but they were little eggplants, and they were striped. They were like lilac and purple and white. Very, very cute. And, oh, they were so creamy. We cooked them up with fresh tomatoes and onions. And then um, tonight we cut the corn off the leftover corn on the cob from the Green Goddess Week and had that corn along with our usual Tuesday evening fish dinner. Okay. We, 
we have uh, declared Tuesday our fish night, being retired Catholics. We don't want it to be on Friday as it was in our growing up years. And um, so it's a green goddess week. Uh, we had a fruit de mer, a uh, fish soup with uh, shrimp and scallops and mussels and cod and olives and capers and onions and potatoes. Oh, Goodness gracious. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And what so, uh, so in the you know, I will, I would like people to eat fish at least twice a week. And yes, so toward yes. that end during the Green Goddess Week I serve fish on Tuesday and I put out cans of little fish for breakfast, sardines, mackerels, herring, kippered herring, and encourage them to eat fish for breakfast as well. And then on our last breakfast together, there's smoked salmon. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds so awesome. You're such an amazing chef. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And, 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 they are, and I also point out to them, because they offer them salad, right? They pick a wild salad each time and cooked yes. greens. And I point out to them after four or five days how little salad they're eating because they have the cooked greens. Yes. Oh, fabulous. And um, I actually like to eat. I, I like to eat my salad in the morning with my breakfast. It just seems like the right time to eat my salad. Mm, it's so amazing. Um, um, the macrobiotic people said that they didn't want to make. A bone broth, they said you could do the same thing with wakame, the wakame, and drink like a wakame tea um, because they didn't want to eat the bones. But there's there more no, in the There's bones. no collagen in wakame. Oh, so that's the key. I knew you'd there's know There's no that. synovial fluid in wakame. Wakame is an excellent thing. Yeah, okay. And I'm not in any way against wakame. I will say, right. however, that Ryan Drum says that it's, that all seaweeds are quite difficult to digest. Mm. And the whole point of bone broth is it's terrifically easy to digest. Yes, Susan, thank you. So it's the collagen and the minerals and the, what was the uh, synovial and the, fluid? And the digestibility. That's a bone broth is the nutrients already transferred into the water, whereas a wakame tea, the nutrients are not transferred. Think oh. about how long bone broth is cooked. It's cooked for hours and hours and hours, right? Right. And this person is suggesting a wakame tea, which basically means you cut it up and brew it five minutes. Yeah. There's no way you're going to get good mineral transfer in five minutes. And it yeah. can be, according to Ryan Drum, difficult to get the minerals out of the wakame, especially if it is not cooked for a long time. So, for instance, one of the wonderful meals that we had was green mitch pies. And green oh, mitch what? pies are poured into a whole wheat, uh, organic whole wheat uh, pie crust, which we can buy at our health food store. 
and it's um, eggs, um, corn, corn kernels, goat cheese, cheddar cheese. Oh, and, boy. And wakame. Oh. Oh, wow. And it, it's like a quiche, right? Yes, But yes. it's loaded with wakame. And because the wakame is sitting in this liquid and absorbing it and then is baked, yeah. um, you're actually, you actually can pick up nutrition from the wakame. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that so you that's might how I, it. That's how I prefer to have it rather than as a tea. Yes. I'm praying that you might consider writing a cookbook, your cookbook, Susan. Oh. Probably not. Cookbook publishing is a whole other thing. It's rather Uh-oh. like books. It's just a totally, totally different genre. But um, mm. it, the food that I make is just generally very, very simple food, you know. Tonight we had mm. Brussels sprouts that were sliced into four slices each, cooked in yeah. butter. A little tamari added to it and then cooked over a low heat for an hour. We had sautéed zucchini, which was cooked in olive oil, and then a little water added to it, and it was further cooked for about 30 to 40 minutes. We had some new potatoes that were just dug, and they were boiled whole in water. We had, as I said, the corn that we cut off the corn in the on the cob that we had last week with the green goddesses, and we had a lovely piece of fish. So that's what I mean by a lot of vegetables, right? Right there is more vegetables than most people eat in a week. That I've just yeah. had at one meal. Thank you so much. And we started, and we started the meal with borscht. We each had a cup of borscht which included cabbage and beets and carrots and onions and some guacamole. There were a couple of avocados left over from Green Goddess Week, so I smushed them. Oh, God. It's fabulous. Fabulous. You're amazing in so many Oh, life is amazing. Love you lots, Carol. Thanks for your call. Love you. Thank you. Green blessings. Love you. Love you. All right. And looks like we've got three callers that have pressed one to raise their hand. And the next caller is dialed in from the 216 area code. From the 216, you are live with Susan. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, yes. Hello. Um, so I have two things to discuss. Um, one is kind of an overall thing, and one is an acute thing. Um, but first, I would like to ask you if the infusions can be drunk by my 13-year-old son. In, I have given infusions to premature infants. <laughs> oh, okay. And Thank people you. over 120 years old. <laughs> Prepared in the same way, like, you know, that amount. I have to remember. Okay, so here's the larger issue. Um a nourishing herbal infusion is a nourishing herbal infusion. You do not change how you prepare it ever for any reason. I have to look into that again. So you need a scale, and you weigh out one ounce of herbs, 
and that goes into a quart jar, which is filled with boiling water. Or, ideally, your whole family is drinking nourishing herbal infusions. My whole family is just me and my son. Perfect. So <laughs> then you take, and what what my consort and I do when it's just the two of us, we make a gallon of infusion at a time. So we boil a gallon of water. Weigh out four ounces of herb. When the water boils, add the herb to the water and back up to a boil. Stir it well. Turn off the fire. Put a tight lid on it and let it steep overnight. Then we strain it out and we put it in either two half-gallon jars or four-quart jars, depending on uh, going to be drinking from the same jar or for in different places. We each want a separate quart. But it stays good longer if it's in an unopened container. So rather than putting it in a gallon and pouring it from a gallon, it's better right when you strain it to put it into smaller containers. So the ideal is for both you and your son to drink a quart of infusion a day. But you might start out even with each of you just drinking a cup of infusion a day. Thank you. The infusions don't last a long time. Generally, they are starting to taste kind of funny by the third, definitely by the fourth day. So it's not like you can make a week's worth at once. No, I know. I wouldn't have the room for that anyway if you live in a very small apartment. But um, I'm doing them. Yeah. And is there a... I mean, I just think it's a great idea for all children of all ages to drink nourishing herbal infusions. In fact, what I like to see is the baby goes from breast to infusion. But is there wow. a reason that you want your 13-year-old to be drinking infusions with you? Um, well, I I was going to do it, and this is the larger issue. I've bought before. I've, I've bought town bags, and then they go bad. Um, and I like to think very, wait, 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 what do you mean they go bad? Don't they go bad after a certain amount of time? No. Never? Really? Okay, so I still Never? Have, what could go bad? I don't know. I thought they had an expiration or something. They no. Have, <laughs> okay. My goodness. So, I'll throw out perfectly good herb. I, I'm not worried. I just know I, I, this is the larger issue. Like, I've listened to you. I've been on Facebook I, for years. I have, and there's a certain disconnect with me on, um, you know, pursuing and, 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 and nurturing myself. It's, it's a little bit of a sad thing, but I know things, but to actually apply them and to my life, I, I have a big block. And I think it comes from my family. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but it still is there. And it's like to to to, to really like take care of myself, even my son. It's just it's just hard to do it right. I do quick dinners. I it's like I'm not connected. And I think that could be a spiritual thing. It could be abuse in my past. Whatever it is, I have. I think the, I think the most important thing is to let go of right. What? Stop trying to be right. Stop trying to do it right. Well, okay. 
I, I, that that is the, the biggest problem that I've heard you talk about so far. You need to do it right. Well, the human brain is not designed about what you eat. It's not really doing it right. It's like it's just anything. It's like following through with things, feeling confident to go to work and to present myself well. I just had a lot of negative reinforcement in my life, and it's all of kind of a a difficult leap. I've never been on antidepressants. I've never done anything like that. Um, but I thank God. But I, um, it's just like there's a disconnect in me. Like it's difficult. Um, everything okay. kind of feels like uh, Do you breathe, do you breathe with a green ally at this point? Do I breathe with what? A green ally. Even. Even finding an ally like that I feel drawn to, it's it's just a it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, no, I I, no. Um, I understand. It's quite possible for us to make our lives difficult. But again, I believe the difficulty is that you want it to be right, and I just want it to be. I don't care if it's right or not. It doesn't matter if you're drawn to the plant. Surely there's some green plant around you that you can breathe with. A tree, some grass, something. Is is there a tree within sight of you? I live in in a complex where there's like manicured lawns and some bushes, nothing wild. That works, manicured lawn. That's grass, bushes. Those work. So what do you suggest? I suggest that you sit on the lawn or even lie down on the lawn if that's permitted and or stand by one of the bushes and breathe out. What are you doing when you breathe out? Oh, right now I'm going to – I'm being brought to tears, but usually I'm not concentrated on my breath. Yes. So when we breathe out, we exhale carbon dioxide. That's one atom of carbon. And two atoms of oxygen die, oxide. The plants are looking for that. The plants want carbon dioxide. So the grass or the bushes, whatever green plant that you are by and breathing out, will take that in. They want it. They take an oxygen off of the carbon dioxide create carbon monoxide, mono one, one carbon, one oxygen, carbon monoxide, which the plants like to use as a starting point for photosynthesis. That oxygen that they took off, they throw back out into the air because they don't need it, and you breathe that in. Okay. This is the fastest way I know to get connected. You have to breathe. You are already breathing, and your breath is created by the plants. 
connect yourself to this giveaway dance of breathing with the plant, and I think you will find things getting easier for you. There's one more major. You don't have to do it right. You just have to do it. Breathe out, breathe in. It's a giveaway dance. (laughs) Well, because I haven't really been connected, I recently was diagnosed with a blood clot. Um, I was on a plane. They're attributing it to that. I'm I'm heavy-weighted. I don't know what it is, but they convinced me to start on blood thinners for four days, and I did, and I'm scared, and I want to go off them. But they're saying it'll travel. It's oculated one of my veins up to my calf, uh, 50 60%, and so they said there's danger of it reaching my lungs or my heart. So I started on blood thinners four days ago, and I just feel very, very uncomfortable, and I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I can go off everyone. Well, the first thing that I heard was you blaming yourself for the blood clot. Well, that's what they all do. They all say, you know, it's from the, well, I have family that blame me. They told you you were to blame? (laughs) Is that really true? I did. I I have never met medical professionals who fling about blame like that. I guess who is this who told you you were to blame for your blood clot? Well, I have family that says I have to lose weight, I have to do this. Family? I don't have a very supportive family. Excuse me, are your family medical professionals? No. Well, no. they have no idea what they're talking about then. I'm just scared of the pharmaceuticals, and I, I wish there was a more natural way to handle it. I understand, but, but I think we need to deal with this issue that you are blaming yourself. You started by saying, because I am disconnected, I got a blood clot, and I am saying that is a lie. That's not true. Okay. You did not get a blood clot because you were a bad girl. You are not being punished. You did not sin. You do not have to do it right. This is not something you could have averted if only you had X, Y, or Z. This is something that has happened. And how did you know you had a blood clot? Well, I went on a flight. Um, with my son and I came back and we went through a hike, a creek, like underground creek and I had I had sores on my feet from my sandals. They didn't sit well and I looked down and one of the sores had a black um, middle part and so I was worried that it was a tick because I sensed something was wrong with my legs. Um, and so I pulled off the scab and it looked like deep and it didn't bleed. It was really weird. So I was really scared of a tick. And I went to the doctor and they said it wasn't a tick, it was a scab. And then I still was worried enough to go to the urgent care because my legs started in My muscles felt like it was the same leg. Like the calf was really inflamed, the muscle part, so that I didn't have any loose skin. And it was hard, like a rock. And so I was massaging myself, and it was waking me up. I didn't know what was going on. So I went back to urgent care, and then they said, you might have a blood clot. Go to the emergency room. And I did. 
And they said it's a severe kind. I have superficial ones and there's a severe one. And the severe one can only be treated with blood thinners. Of course, I didn't. Ex- I've never done any medication my whole life. <laughs> I've been, and now I've done this for four days. <laughs> and besides the fact that it's a pharmaceutical medicine, um, what have you learned about it? Well, uh, it feels I. I like you've I read know. the package insert. No. That's step one. I don't think I don't want to. I I'm scared of it. I'm scared of all pharmaceuticals. I really am. I, for the- I completely understand. You're like the person who says. I'm frightened of mushrooms. Mushrooms can kill people. <laughs> I'm not going to take any medicinal mushrooms. I'm frightened of mushrooms. Yeah, that's exactly that's true. <laughs> now, is that a really reasonable thing to say? No, but if you rely on herbs, you know, it's it's better. It's no, natural. it's not a reasonable thing to say. <laughs> it's not reasonable for you to reject all drugs because you are frightened. Let's say this. If I had refused all drugs, I wouldn't be talking to you right now because I would not have been under anesthesia, which is a drug. And they had me under full anesthesia, completely knocked out for three zero thirty hours. Wow. I guess I do deal, deal with a lot of fear, I suppose. Yes, you're seemingly controlling yourself with fear and shame and guilt. And I don't think that these are really worthy emotions. How do I get rid of them? You don't get rid of them. You replace them. You find better ways. You say, wow, what is this drug they've prescribed for me? And you read the package. You took the drug. Read the package. Insert. If you need to, put it in a copy machine and blow it up because it can be very small letters. And read it all. Every word of it. It will repeat itself over and over again, but keep reading. You don't have to read it in every language, just one language, your mother tongue. But do read the entire package insert, and then do some research. Go online and say, "Uh, what kinds of blood thinners are there? And you will find there are older blood thinners, most of them based on uh, Coumadin, and there are newer blood thinners. <coughs> and you will find that there are different types of blood thinners that affect the body in different ways. You may have been told by your doctor, if he's not really up on things, that you shouldn't eat leafy greens like cooked spinach or kale or collards when you're taking a blood thinner. That's very old school. New school is the doctor says, how much greens do you eat? 
and then adjust your dosage given how much greens are going to be in your diet. My consort has seven stints. He takes a lot of drugs on a daily basis. I think six different drugs, including a blood thinner. And he drinks nourishing herbal infusions and eats at least half a cup of cooked greens on a daily basis. I will start on the herbal infusions. I'll go breathe in my bush. (laughs) Breathe with your bush. Drink your nourishing herbal infusions. Eat well-cooked leafy greens. And really, you're not going to take a drug and worry day and night about a blood clot killing you? Doesn't make sense to me unless you have, you know, nothing else to concern your mind with. I do. I I guess I just have a hard time letting go of these fears because of all of what I've read. That's why you read the package insert. And that's why you educate yourself about blood thinners. So that if you decide that this is not the right blood thinner for you, you can say to your doctor, I would like to try this other blood thinner and this is why. When they sent me home from the hospital, they said, we want you to inject this blood thinner because the risk of blood clots is very, very high as you're not allowed to walk and you're not allowed to sit up. And I read the package insert, and the package insert said, well, if you're over 65, and believe me, I'm over 65, over 65 and you use this blood thinner, when you stop, your risk of having a blood clot is like 500 times greater than usual. When you stop the blood thinner, it's... Yeah. So I called, it was right there in the package, insert, right? I didn't have to, like, do any searching. It's right there in the package insert three times. As I said, they repeat themselves. And so I called the doctor and I said, I'm not taking this. I'm not doing this because it says that it's going to increase my risk of a blood clot. You want me to do this because you don't want me to get a blood clot, but it says it's going to cause it in the future, so I'm not doing it. And they said, well, are you willing to take the risk of getting a blood clot now? And I said, yes. I'm much more willing to take that risk than the given risk of it affecting me when I'm older, when I'm more likely to have a stroke. I said, and besides which, this is all predicated on your fear of my getting a blood clot because you assume that since I can't sit or stand up that I'm going to be still, but I'm not still. I was at my yoga class 48 hours after they discharged me from the hospital. I couldn't stand up, I couldn't sit up, and I could lay down. (laughs) So you can inform yourself, become your own expert, and decide for yourself what the best course of action is based on loving yourself, not based on fear or rejection. Well, I'm, I'm still scared because I don't know. I, I now I have an increase. I, I know, I, I knew intuitively that there was going to be an increased risk of further clots. And you I don't know I that about this blood thinner. I'm talking about the specific one that I was prescribed. You do not know that about yours. Do not generalize. 
Thank you. I guess I just I am telling you to read your package insert. I suspect the blood thinner you were given is a pill, yes? Yes. I'll look question. The one I was given I had to inject. Oh. Not the same. Not the same. Do not. I did not tell you that, meaning that was true of yours. I will say it one more time. Read the package insert for the drug you are taking. Okay, I will. Okay. You can go back anytime. Dream blessings. Good night. And it looks like we've got three raised hands at this time. We've only got about four minutes. We'll go to the next raised hand. I was going to say, I apologize to two of them. Yes, I think so. 803, you're live with Susan. From the 803, you are live with Susan. Hello, 803. Can you hear me? Now we can. What's up? Oh, excellent. Um, well, uh, thank you so much. This is my second time. I've been recommended to you uh, by my dear friend Heather Birch, um, who is also a follower of yours. Um, I think my issues that I'm I'm calling about. I'm 75. In '94, I had a hysterectomy. Uh, they removed uh, hysterectomy is the removal of the uterus. Did you also have an ovarectomy? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the, I had huge uh, ovarian fibroids. They did remove the uterus, and without my permission, they removed both ovaries and my appendix. Uh, well, they, they cannot they do that without your permission. You signed a permission. You no, signed a no, sign giving them permission to do anything they wanted to. All right, all right. So. It's not without your permission. They're not allowed to do it without your permission. And that's why I tell people don't sign anything in a medical setting until you read every word of it. Okay. So my issues are right now, 75, that was in 1994, um, are acute weight gain. It's the hormones, thyroid, weight gain, and acute sleep disturbances. And, and beyond that, it's been exasperated by, uh, in November of 2020, I had COVID-19. Since then, I have had uh, big breathing uh, issues it, 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 with any uh, basic exertion, acute fatigue, and um, I have zero stamina. I'm very, very weak, so I can walk out the door to the car and have to sit there and catch my breath. If I go in um, anywhere, I have to stop and catch my breath. Um, And this is not helping with the obesity. um, And I don't know what to do basically about getting those three issues taken care of. Okay, well, we don't have a lot of time, so here's what I'm going to suggest. Go to wisewomanschool.com. There you will see my new course on um, post-viral syndrome, which includes long COVID, which 
which, of course, is what you're dealing with. Correct. I also want you to start drinking nourishing herbal infusions, a quart of nourishing herbal infusion a day, rotating through stinging nettle, oat straw, red clover, comfrey leaf, and linden. I'm writing this fast as you're speaking, but I didn't get all of that. Um, no, you didn't. Red clover, comfrey leaf, linden, oat straw, stinging nettle. You can find more information about infusions at my YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and okay, get, get started on those things and then call next week when we have a little right. more time to talk. Uh, singing Nettle, Red Clover, LinkedIn, and Oats. Linden, L-I-N-D-E-N, Linden flowers. And Oats straw. There were four. Is that correct? I've got four. Five. Singing nettle. I got singing nettle, red clover, linden, and oat straw. Comfrey leaf. Comfrey? Okay. And linden, L-I-N-D-E-N, linden. I got that. Okay, good. All right. And that would be an infusion? Those are nourishing herbal infusions. You can find out how to make them by going to my YouTube channel. Basically, you weigh out one ounce of herb. You need a scale. Oh, I, I've got, I've got that. I, 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 okay, I just needed to know if it was an extract or an infusion. So I've got that. I so you've made an, in, you've made a nourishing herbal infusion before. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you so very much. You're welcome. Call back next week. Green blessings. Okay. Good night. And welcome to Jackie Wild Autour, co-creator of Sacred Space, who has practiced the wise woman tradition for almost 30 years. Jackie offers reflexology, lifestyle, counseling, body drumming and rocking, chakra tuning, oracle goddess readings, and wild herbal tea parties, sharing her story about surviving a chronic fungal infection using nourishing plants and medicinal plants is part of Jackie's path. Welcome to the show, Jackie. So nice to be talking to you. Oh, so nice to hear your voice and talk to you again, Susan. I've missed you. <laughs> it's been quite a while. A target dread. I just graduated today after spending nearly two months here, and it was one of those, oh, we were all so thrilled that she was graduating. We were all so sad that she was leaving. Yeah. I'm never going to graduate, Susan. I'm just going to be here forever. <laughs> oh, I love it. How perfect. How <laughs> it is. And oh it's kept me going. That's why I've been through everything. Yeah. So it's been raining yeah. for four days. Yeah. It rained for four days. Four days. I have turkey tail growing. Yes. Beautiful turkey tail in the summer heat with the rain in the shade. Just gorgeous. We have it on a log right by the house so we get to watch it every day getting bigger and bigger and bigger. More and more and more. Yep. (laughs) Get out there and harvest it. Get out there. Well, I'm going to let it get bigger before I harvest it. Oh, I do too when it's ready. So you got histoplasmosis, that's 
quite the scary thing to be diagnosed with. Do you want to yeah. talk about I sure do. I, I, I've been talking about it for a couple of days, and I'm getting all these blank stares. Histo, what? Uh, yeah. And it's, there finally is actually some information out. You know, 15 years when I contracted it, on YouTube, a doctor practiced saying histoplasmosis for you. Um, that was about it. Um, there wasn't a lot. The medical book hasn't changed a lot. There's still not a lot of information, but there are new maps. And they're actually showing the maps around the world that the WHO and the CDC are stating that this is the fourth uh, biggest killer of people from fungal lung disease. And it's also very, 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 very hard to diagnose because it doesn't live outside the lung very well. The lung is a perfect place for this to grow. So people walk around with it undiagnosed, and the NIH and the CDC, with many conversations with me years ago, said the biggest reason why attention is not given is at least they can do something with spraying for bugs to reduce malaria. By spraying for bugs, birds and bats eat those poison bugs, and then they poop, it's a shit show, and it blows in the dry wind, and we inhale this compost and inhale it into our lungs, and they're in the perfect place to grow. It grows, and your body covers it in mucus, and it hardens, and inside of that is a granuloma, what they call it, the histoplasmosis is still alive. So you can put it to sleep, but according to the medical, they can't kill it. They can maybe cut it out. There really isn't any cure. And there's no money being put to it because... um, It's not being put on death certificates. People usually die from heart disease, pneumonia, heart attack. They cough themselves to death, and it never really gets properly addressed. So you're saying that people have histoplasmosis, but it's not diagnosed because it's difficult to diagnose because it dies once it leaves the lung area and that it causes symptoms that are like other things and so it doesn't get seen as an actual cause of death. I found this in Japan as well, that um, people are dealing with Years in the United States, oh, my beloved didn't die of cancer. They died of cancer treatment. Yes. And the low statistics for cancer in Japan are ex- specifically because of this. Rather than putting on the death certificate that someone died of cancer, I don't know if this is still true, but they used to put what they, what they died of. If it was heart failure, if it was pneumonia. So my mom had cancer. 
and her cancer treatment caused her to get pneumonia, and she died of pneumonia. So in Japan, that's what would have been on the death certificate. Was pneumonia. Was pneumonia, not cancer. Of course, in the right, United States, right. California, you know, where she when, died, it was listed as cancer because that's what you actually had, right? Right, right. And that's we, the problem. We can see yeah. how, how, yes, how easy it is for this to happen and for an mm-hmm. actual disease to just kind of get um, swept under the carpet in a way. Yes, and there's really nothing they can do with it. I mean, they use a derivative of ergot, and what happens with the the fungus, it's so alike all the rest of the enzymes that are in your body that to kill it, you have to kill everything. And they try to do that, and a lot of people wind up actually having uh feces replacement because they have killed off the seven major players in your colon. So like they'll kill off the candida in the colon, which makes somebody trying to take uh, a poop feel like glass because nothing's been broke down. It, you know, they just can't, so the ergot can be taken and used to calm it down, and I've had to use those, and I've read everything, sat and held that medicine for days while I was coughing up blood, trying to put everything into my wisdom and training. And I'm telling you what, without step zero, I would not be here. Truly. Without step zero... Taking and sitting down and breathing so I could collect the information and engage in the energy and make decisions. Rather than reactions. Good Rather for than you. reactions. If, you, if they're not going to throw scared, rotten food at me, I, you know, I'm going to make some lemonade and sit back and go, hmm. And I... Yeah, and uh, thankfully, and you know, my best buddies were pharmacists, real pharmacists, and one's got a baby named my middle name, Anna, because of your childbearing years, because she (laughs) wasn't going to take drugs to get a baby. Okay. (laughs) She took she took the wise woman tradition and got her baby. They got her baby. Yeah, got that baby. And was so happy to help me because I came from such a scientific basis with using the herbs. Um, Being able to say I'm using this for nourishing and I'm using this for medicine. And I use plants that don't offer warnings. And I was unable to handle some of the drugs that I needed. Um, so with them, we learned to use the tinctures and to use them in pharmaceutical doses. So I call that breaking with the tinctures. And that takes education, which we can get from your books. 
<laughs> that takes uh, making friends and having health partners, good educated health partners, uh, to back you up while you're making your decisions. So. It's a very special relationship to be able to work with a healthcare professional who supports you even if they don't understand what you're doing. Yes. And it also takes you yourself to stand in science. You know, I'm spiritual and I breathe with my plants. I have pet names for them as they do for me. Um, Comfrey calls when they know, uh, when she knows that I need her. Um, But I don't go and tell them all that. I go and talk to them about what I know about the medicinal action of a plant. And they're like, wow. So you have to find the right people. You have to be willing to say, our relationship's not going to work out and I'm going to someone else. And I even had words with my insurance company over it. So, uh, and I even called That's your insurance, on... they didn't want you to go to somewhere else? Well, the insurance company didn't want, thought I was shopping for doctors or shopping for drugs. And I said, I see, like the doctors, you didn't read my file. I'm allergic to opiates. Hello? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'm doing my best to re- live a good diet. Yes, my bone density is seven years younger than I am. Uh-huh. Blew them apart. I was 50 years old. They couldn't believe it. No, right. I don't tinkle when I laugh or cough or sneeze. Right. I have very, right, I have very good, strong uh, vaginal strength, even though I've had a, a full, complete hysterectomy and ovariectomy, and, uh, but I drink infusions, and I take care of myself. I walk and I exercise. Those things were flabbergasting. Am I saying that word right? You are. Uh, yes. So it was shocking to them that, um, but that takes education to stand up there in your truth. And that's where I am today, and it's taken me a long time because people beat you up. I had people stand up in front of me, Susan, while I'm teaching a class going, well, medicine woman, you need to heal yourself. And I had never even said a word about my my histoplasmosis. I was teaching a fundraising class on how to use dandelions. I mean, hecklers and haters will be there, and product throwers will be there. Just a few weeks ago, I went to a gathering, and I had, you know, MLM people coming up and throwing product at me and telling me, well, I'd have been cured, or, you know, somebody yelling at me, well, go use Hanna Kruger's uh, vibrational medicine. I said, for one, Hanna's dead, and for two, she'd be having a fit with what they did with her company. Yeah, so, I think so. <laughs> oh, yes. So, you know, because I used to have very heart-touching mentors in my life that went out there and trained with her back in the 60s. So, um, yeah, 
And, and so it, it's just amazing, even to this day, and I'm standing here still trying to help myself. It's a struggle, help people, but I've learned that I don't have a disease, and Lyme is not a disease. They're all environmental illnesses due to the lack of true humanity to the earth and the bugs and the birds and the bats. And, you know, it's a whole combination. And as a whole combination of green goddesses, it's up to us to live in that green walk and share what we know. And it's, you know, I truly, and like I stood up to them and said, I'm about nursing and supporting. Good for you, Dee. Good for you. I I truly um, believe that herbal medicine is people's medicine. But, and I do admit to getting a special thrill when medical professionals are interested so, yes. hooray for the people, and I am for the people, and I'm certainly not going to abandon the people for the medical professionals, but it's me thrilling to me that hide. there are MDs and other medical professionals who are now asking to be mentored students, asking to come and spend time trying to figure out what we're doing with this nourishing. They can see it works. Oh, especially the surgeons. My surgeon said you could teach a class on how to write a real medical book. <laughs> I love right. him. He, he, could, he, did, he did my surgery because he believed in the infusions and said, she's not a walking dead woman. She's taking care of herself. I can sew her back up. I can go in there and do it. She can breathe. You know, because they wouldn't do any surgeries to me or anything. And I had a bleeder about ready to bust through the bottom of my lung laying on my bronchial nerves. So I was coughing up blood, you know, for a couple of years. And he believed he could go in there and put my lung on two different, by, on a, had one lung breathing one way and the other lung breathing the other and couldn't put me on bypasses because it collapsed my lungs. He truly believed that he could so, uh, you know, I would make it through because, and he told the head of the infectious disease who was trying to stop my surgery, he goes, she's going to live and she's going to do something about it. Yay. We need to do something about it. And you did. And here you are to tell the story. Yes. Yes. And I'm still working on it. And there's a lot of people that got hits to listen to us tonight, and I just want to thank everybody for supporting me and listening and um, just moving forward so uh, we could get this done. It is gratifying to me to see how much the nourishing herbal infusions can build a body able to deal with trauma if trauma is part of that life. We certainly don't want there to be trauma, and yet trauma comes into lives in, you know, strange ways, whether it's a cancer diagnosis, whether it's um, a, a sudden allergic reaction, whether it's a toxoplasmosis fungal infection. Um, mm. We are here to experience 
experience all of these things. We're not here to dodge it all and never experience it. Right. And what the nourishing herbal yeah. infusions give us such an incredible flexibility and resilience and ability to get through these stressors. Did you find at any time um, after your surgery uh, that your relationship with the infusions changed? Um. I was kind of desperate for him. I was drinking. I had people bringing it to the hospital, and I was drinking flowers because they didn't mind that. My surgeon said I could do what I wanted, but you had the rest of the hospital. And so they were fine with me to drink hibiscus flowers or violet flowers. So I actually had to go out and find the best organic flower tea bags I could find. And so a couple into a cup, and they put hot water in it for me. Um, I am more adamant to get to the infusion. I mean, you see, when we were at camp, I was the first one at that, those coolers grabbing up bottles of infusion for us because <laughs> I just can't do life without it. And... um you know, today I finished up a quart of linden I had left because, oh, I had a bad coughing attack last night and a lung clearing. Um, but with my infusion, the inflammation, I did that. And then I did comfrey because my husband and I both drink a lot. So I made a quart of comfrey today and a quart of, well, early, like 3 o'clock in the morning, of red clover. So, you know, oh, it's love, one of those love. things. We've got, I love red clover. By the way, my girlfriend said when you do the red clover and do the T-shirt, she thinks the goddess should be holding at least one breast in her hand. <laughs> Not to tell the artist one, what to do. <laughs> one breast in her hand. Well, the illustration is done, and her breasts are very clear, and she has yes. two hands, but her hands are holding the red clover, which grows up around her breasts and into her hair. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. My, the lady who waters for me, I gave her one of your, I gave her your Hypericum t-shirt for watering for me while I was out tramping around Michigan for two weeks. And so. Oh, that, re that reminds me, hey, everybody who's listening, there's not a lot of shirts left. I can encompass them in one eye, so get your Hypericum shirt before they're gone forever. And really, and they are so comfortable. The cotton is wonderful. It dries quick. It's just comfortable. It holds up. I'm a messy, dirty green witch. So, you know, I've already spilt stuff. It's been in the garden. It's been everywhere. And it just uh, washes up, you know, really good. Yeah, they, um, they I, good, I love they're good quality it. shirts. They are very good. They are very good. And, you know, Susan, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try really hard. It's penciled into my calendar to come see you for Moon Lodge in October. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Yeah. I was really... I was really shocked when I was doing my radiation therapy um, that my body really got to a point where it rejected any and everything green. <gasps> oh. And as it did that, that uh, I started needing more sweet things. I couldn't, I couldn't drink any liquid without a spoonful of honey in it. 
by the infusions that I could drink. And, you know, first of all, it was like, oh, boy, I couldn't do the nettle. It was too green, but I could still do, like, even comfrey, but it had to have honey in it. And it was yeah. just fascinating to see as my body had less and less ability to absorb minerals. And I finally realized that's what was happening, that it was rejecting yeah. those because you couldn't use it. But at the same time, it said, and what you have to do is you have to give me more sweets because I don't have enough minerals. And it was right, just, and honey is so healing. It was fascinating for me yeah. to see how what I desired changed so much. And my mind was going, mm. you just have to drink your infusion. And my body was going, I'm not doing that. Mm. And I said, yep. okay, you know, yeah. what do I need to do is put some honey in it. I'm like, okay, I need to put some honey in it. Fine. Make it colder. All right, I'll do that. You know, make it hotter, whatever it was. But there were yeah. definite you know, times when I wanted the infusions, like, practically frozen and times when they had to be really hot with a lot of honey in them. And it was like, mm-hmm. wow, my body is so wise about all of it this. Is. And I've been infusing honeys more in the last few years. For years, I kind of was trying to stay away from all sugars. Everybody in my family tends to be diabetics. I'm not. Um, But last fall, and I've been infusing them, but Linda Conroy sent me out a campaign. This box of fresh root shows up in the mail. I open it up, and oh, my gosh, I heard her and the sisters just singing to me. And I knew I was going to plant some, and I was going to tincture some, and there was this bottle of honey sitting right there, and I said, all right, I am so hooked on Ella Campaign honey. It does amazing things, and you have to keep it in the refrigerator. Mine got a little funky, but Linda said put it in the fridge. I was going to say, it fizzes a little. It does, but if you put it in the fridge, it stops. I, she goes, strain it and put it in the fridge. So after that, like in the middle of the night, I'd wake up coughing, and I got it like in a jar with a flip-top. I yes. Yep, just a big spoon sometimes just in my mouth. So I'm out of Ella Campaign honey. I have not got to my plantain honey. Plantain honey is not sweet. Oh, my gosh. It's not sweet. It's like, what are you? But I love you. And I only put up a little bit. And I put it up because I I think you said something about sores and different things. And I have the most luscious plantain growing in my yard. I mean, it's dinner plate size. They are just beautiful girls. (laughs) And uh, so the honey is amazing. So when it quits raining and dries up a bit, I will be making plantain honey again. Oh, And that's another one that I'm just grabbing spoons out of. And it seems like I can eat that without my body saying, how much sugar are you taking in at one time? Um, Because of using the antifungals, I have rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt my body. Even when you use hard breakthrough uh, plant medicinals, you have to rebuild your body back because the Burbines, you know, Golden Seal and Oregon Grape, will just, they'll kill everything off too. So you bet. I use, yeah, and so you gotta, you got to work your – I like how you call 
the the steps working in a spiral, the healer. I'm like in the spider web where I can run back and forth everywhere, and my home is zero in the center. <laughs> so I'm like the oh, spider goes and I come back. And so, you know, it's just, it makes life fun and livable. And I decided to admit to my son that I'm a groupie. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, it's so fun, you know, and talking and and sharing. And and my friends go, well, it's actually only you. And I'm like, no, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) I danced with 425 women with you this May, and with beautiful, beautiful Eagle Song Gardener, and I'll never forget when you looked at me and you said, well, you can tell how many of us have a court-a-day habit, right? and we were the gray hairs still up dancing. That's right, and and grinning. And grinning. Grinning, grinning. (laughs) It's singing, and it was just. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, mm. I miss you. Well, I miss you, too. You know, I have been just a little negligent. I needed to ask you earlier to share with people how they can get in touch with you. Okay. Um, Jackie Wild Otter at gmail.com. And Otter is A-U-T-E-R. T-E-R. You can also find me Facebook, Jackie Otter, and I've had a couple different accounts that, yeah, whatever. I'm not technically inclined, but it'll be a picture of my husband and I right now. I change my picture often, and um, I have started a group, oh, my, my, of Histoplasmosis Wild. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! And wild comes from when I was a little girl, everybody called me wild. Maybe because I didn't wear shoes, my hair didn't stay brushed, and I was always running dirty. And my father said, that's your heart. Wild isn't bad because I said I have manners. And he goes, you do, but that's your heart. You have a wild heart. You're willing to embrace life. And it's taken me a while. So there we are. And I love to do wild tea parties where I help co-create and facilitate circles within circles to educate and empower women to be the matriarchs of their own body. Yeah. Yeah, and I like to have a wild tea party where I serve weeds, pestos, and hummuses, and and infusions, and some flowered tea stains, and sweet little mini muffins, and, you know, just have a good little tea party. We've had some tea parties. We'll have a tea party soon. We will have a tea party. Yes, I look forward to that and to seeing you at Moon Lodge. Yes. Time has just gone by so fast. I can hardly believe it. I feel like I've just started talking to you. And yet we have to. What would you like to leave in the hearts and minds of everyone who's listening to you? You're not alone. Don't accept the rotten fruit. I'm here to help you. Believe, collect information. Keep dancing. (laughs) Keep 
dancing. Mother Jones has said, it's not my revolution unless I can dance to it. <laughs> That's right, sister. That's Let's right. dance. Oh, and hug. here we are reweaving the healing cloak of the ancients and restoring herbal medicine to its rightful place as people's medicine. Jackie, couldn't do it without you. Sarah Ellen, I couldn't do it without you. Justine, I couldn't do it without you. And all of my green goddesses who are now at home, I couldn't do it without you. Everyone who's listening, green blessings and good night. Good night.